welcome to the Big Three Podcast, a weekly podcast from Gaimi Baptist Church, where we sit down and unpack three big questions raised from our Sunday sermon. Because we believe that one of the spaces where faith can grow is in those small conversations about the big topics. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Big Three. My name is Matt Willis, and I'm here, as always, with Jessica Baker. Hello, my dear friend. Hello, hello. <laughs> What's cracking? Oh, nothing much. <laughs> now, I, <laughs> I, two things. One, I'm always surprised that we never start the episode laughing, because if anyone was here <laughs> in the lead up before, we normally sit here for a good 10, 15 minutes just having a laugh. Just having sharing, a chinwag. Sharing stories, yeah. as it were, and yeah. the fact that we're able to compose ourselves and and like come in with such charisma and charm. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> it was so calm. Um, but listen, I was going to ask you about the new series that we started mm. on Sunday, the one. But instead, I'm going <laughs> to. We just shared some stories. <laughs> Jess, you and I both this past week mm. broke down. Yes. On, in the middle of the road. Yes. In the middle of the road. Um. Now I. Uh. Well, and we both responded quite similarly. <laughs> In you the mean fa- call Carmen Collective? <laughs> no. In the face of a crisis? I know that I definitely called a friend who was driving a little bit in front of me and I was like, I've broken down. <laughs> Send help. <laughs> and you did something similar. Yeah. But yours was like far more like serendipitous and even mm. like sneaky Jesus. Yeah, So amazing. like, come on, just share with, share, with the, share with everyone. First of all, shout out to my husband who left the petrol tank on empty. Oh, yeah, mm. shade, mm-hmm, shade mm-hmm, thrown. Mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. And, and rightfully so. Yeah, and then shout out to me who thought, I can make it to Kmart and back. <laughs> <laughs> on empty. <laughs> on empty. I could not. Broke down. Rough. Oh. Far right lane. Thought, baby, baby in the back. Baby in the back, crying. No milk. No milk. Upset, tired. Ready for a nap. What a concoction for <laughs> such a disaster. I thought, oh, I've broken down my engine and stopped. First of all, what is occurring? <laughs> Second of all, I reckon it's that empty petrol light. Oh, that's so sneaky. Thought, I'm just going to fang a left, try and get off the road. No, incorrect. No. Car broke down across three lanes of traffic. <laughs> <laughs> the poor people behind me. Oh, what's happened here? Yeah, someone's blocking. <laughs> Two men get out of their cars. I'm like, are you help me? <laughs> um, so they push my car over to the side of the road. Thank you, silent heroes. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanking them profusely. Then thought, okay, what's my game plan? Call my husband, get him to leave work, bring me a jerry can. Well, call husband. I'm sure there were some words Abuse. of like, <laughs> where's the petrol? <laughs> Abused profusely, absolutely, first. <laughs> Then thinking, okay, how can I make this hard for him because he's brought this upon me? He'll have to leave work, bring me some petrol. But amazingly, the person I uh, got stuck in front of that was forced to push my car into the side of the road, he had a couple of jerry cans in his back seat. Just because. Didn't ask any questions. No, no. Of Rob was his name. What a saint. Um, so he was like, petrol or diesel? I was like, oh, I'll take both. <laughs> no, you won't. You'll I take wouldn't. petrol. I'm not that dumb. <laughs> E10 because it's cheaper. <laughs> Filled up my tank, off I pop. Oh, made it to Kmart. <laughs> the most important to buy part all the, of the trinkets. story. <laughs> Went to Kmart for two things, didn't have either. Left with 15 things. <laughs> As is always the way. And what was your breakdown story? Oh, listen, we just didn't put oil in the car. <laughs> so it needs oil? Yeah, apparently in the engine. Like, oh. yeah. Don't they thing. do that though at the, when they service Oh, them? yeah, so we didn't service the car oh. either. So like the entire situation was completely my fault. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, uh, like, like, did my friend just 
have oil on him. No, but he knew what to do Did and I didn't. Did he siphon it? Well, no. <laughs> I know that word. <laughs> because when we were stuck in Ulladulla with the fires, there were people siphoning petrol left, oh, right and centre. Yeah, it was wild. Uh, That's where I learned that term. Okay. <laughs> well, no. Like, uh, like, can I say that it was a spirit moment? Probably not, but like it was... <laughs> Mine was, the Lord delivered me a man with jerry cans. Well, yeah, and that's what that's why I wanted you to share your story more than yeah. me sharing my embarrassing story. Honestly, in the thick of the moment, I thought, wow, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, because absolutely. it could have been rough. Mm. I mean, my breakdown stopped me from coming to church. Oh. So I'm not sure if the Lord was behind that, but no, I did get to watch online. <laughs> <laughs> I did get to watch online. So we got there in we the We all end. win. <laughs> anyway, what does any of this have to do with our podcast today? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But I just felt like it was important to share. It, it felt important. It was my sneaky Jesus moment. There you go. <laughs> well, as we said, we started a new series on Sunday, The One. Mark Rader, our senior pastor, launched us um, into that series with a message on following the one. What does it look like to follow Jesus? Um, we're going to be looking at what it is to be the one, to be the one Christian, um, to do the one thing and to find the one. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, but we want to keep the conversation going from Sunday sermon. We believe that the learning doesn't stop after the service. Um, so we're going to have Mark join us in a minute and we're going to throw some questions from Sunday's message. Jess, why don't you run us through the big three for today? Question one, why are so many of the key characters in scripture examples of the other types of soil? In other words, why is the Bible so relatable? Yeah. <laughs> why do I see myself what? in so many different people? <laughs> True. Yeah. True. <laughs> Question two: What do we need to keep an eye on when checking the soil of our lives? Mm, mm, that self-reflection. Mm, that self-reflection. We never like this that. question, do we? <laughs> <laughs> it requires too much of us. <laughs> and question three: How do we spur each other on collectively when following the one can so easily become a private practice? Mm. Mm. We're all in this together. High school musical dance number. Absolutely. Let's break out. <laughs> Pause the podcast. We've got to dance. <laughs> well, let's bring in the man himself, Mark yeah, Rader. Right. Welcome to the big three. Well, thanks, Matt. Hi, Jess. How Hi. are you? Good. I feel like the <clears throat> pace of the conversation... <laughs> For, for the best, really slows down. <laughs> I, I was sensing by the end that we were a bit hysterical. I know. <laughs> I just think it's crazy that we both broke down in the same week. That is amazing. What are the chances? Absolutely. And I felt like it was for this moment to share on a podcast. I'm just never sure that I can come in with the same level of intensity. Uh, nor should <laughs> like, you, I don't think. I, just, I don't I think don't we'd know. get anything done. <laughs> I don't know that I could sustain it <laughs> for but, more um, than a frantic, hello, everybody. <laughs> I can never see you frantic, though. <laughs> like, I just can't imagine it. Um, any car issues this week, Mark? Mm. Uh, no. No. Did you know that cars need oil? I did. Mm. I did. That's Do you why. check your oil regularly? Um, uh, with uh, our oldest car, we do. The Echo? With the Echo. Which is do. the car that I yeah. broke down in. Yeah, because the light comes on every so often. There's uh, a light? Yeah, there should be a light. So I just and leave those can, flashing on the dash. <laughs> and if every so often when I'm driving it, you can hear in the engine. Hmm. That it, it just it sounds different. Like oh. It just sounds like um, it's kind of loose. At least that's what it is mm. with ours. But when you have Shakira blasting over the speakers, <laughs> you can't hear the engine. Well, Shakira, <laughs> that's what I was jamming to on the way here. The, the, the thing about the thing about the echo is the one speaker in each door uh. means blasting it over the sound of the engine is a little bit difficult. Mm, mm, so, mm. so yeah, we do check that one. But no, I, we uh, the other ones are generally fine. Yeah, and incredible. we service them. 
So yeah, that's so that the was key. I, like I had to like it was an embarrassing moment when I called the mechanic and I was like, I'm fully aware that this is my fault because he's like, oh, what's happened? And I was like, I happened. <laughs> I happened to the car. I, I apologize profusely. This is this is 100 percent me. And he was like, yes, 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 it was. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> That'll be fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> oh gosh, it felt like that. Um, well, Mark, we started a new series yep. on Sunday. Like, what's what's your vision? Your your hopes around this series mm. for us as a church? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, particularly as I've been doing some more thinking in preparation for it, I think a lot of it for me has to do with the intentionality. And you know, one of our values mm. as a community of faith is to be on purpose, yep. you know, to make, to, to be intentional about creating some margins so we can participate with what God is doing. And so some of, some of this series is really about those, those kind of big, rocks, those mm. big things that we want to kind of establish in our lives, the priorities we want to set kind of at the start of the year to remind ourselves before the year gets too out of control, although it already might be too late in that sense. But, <laughs> you know, like Lord. what can we do to make sure that we're we're prioritizing those things? Mm. So, yeah, yeah great. Well, thor- I had to watch online. Yes. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did watch online. Yes. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Keen for the series right. thus far. Um, let's get into the big three. So Sermon on Sunday, classic parable of the soil. Mm-hmm. You got the path, yep. you've got the weeds, you've got the rocks, you've got the good soil. Yep. Great. Love it. Love that for us. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of different types of soil. Only one of them is ideal. Yes. So why are so many of the key characters in scripture examples of the other types of soil? Yeah. The yeah, subpar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For the farmers so. in the room. <clears throat> because you, you listed off a number of people who we find in the Gospels yep. who are examples of the good soil. Yeah. But they are very fleeting mm. people in the in the narrative. Like yes. they're, they're just kind of there for a moment. They yep. give you one kind of insight into the mm. soil and then and then pff, we never hear from them again. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Should yeah. we have more aspirational characters <laughs> to look That's up right. to? That's right. Well, I mean, I think... You know, again, I chose the the parable in Mark's account because I th- I believe that the placement of that parable, as mm. I mentioned on Sunday, is actually really important for Mark. It's the first block of Jesus's teaching. You know, he himself says to the disciples, "If you don't understand this parable, like you're not going to understand any of them." Yeah, you're stuffed. Yeah. So there is a <laughs> sense that we can we can look at the characters, at least in the Gospel of Mark, in relationship to those soils. And you know, to your point. Jess, they're, you know, the, the majority, the majority of the examples we get seem to be the less optimal examples. And, you know, as you said, Matt, the, um, the others are quite, they're tantalizing. Mm. Like they, they feel like, oh, that's really promising. Mm. Like if we heard the rest of the story of Peter's mother-in-law, what would that have looked like? You know, if we'd heard the rest of the story of the Syrian Phoenician woman, when she went back home and her daughter was in fact healed, like Mm. what would we have learned? Like what would have happened to her? You know, all of those sorts of things. I want to learn the evangelism style of the guy who then brought 4,000 people to listen. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) Could we get a detailed play by play? Yeah. Play by play. What he Mm. said, what he did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. It was one, it's one of those places where, um, you know, when I was reading through the commentaries years ago, doing some study on the gospel of Mark, it's the importance of geography in scripture. Mm. Like so often you read a place name, you're like, yeah, whatever. I don't know where that is, but the fact Sometimes that you don't even read the name, you just go <laughs> that place. <laughs> that place. <laughs> <'Cause> I, you, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. That's right. But you know, d- just noting that Jesus goes into Gentile territory on the side of the lake 
this guy is told to go and tell people what God has done. The next time Jesus goes back to that same area, there's a crowd of 4,000 people, whereas mm. before there was just a big lot of pigs and a demoniac. Like mm. You kind of go, oh, that's interesting. And one of the commentators drew attention to the fact, and I was like, oh, that's really, mm. really interesting. Mm. I mean, I think, you know, you, you joked before, uh, Jess, about, you know, Scripture therefore being relatable. I, I actually think that that's part of it. Mm. Um, there's something incredibly powerful about all the bad examples in Scripture. Um, you know, I think that and encouraging. Yeah, well, yeah, because I think you know, I I would have been tempted to fill the 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 Bible with ideals, right? Mm. Be like this person, mm. right? Be like that person. Do these sorts of things, and here's 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 the here's the goal you're aiming for. And Scripture is really filled with well, people just like us, flawed characters. You know, even the characters that we get to hear quite a bit about, you mm. know, like the the Moseses and the Abrahams and the Davids, flawed characters. You know, they've got these moments of just incredible faith mm. and uh, profound uh, trust in God and other points of time you're just like, okay, what happened there? Mm. Just, you know, the exact opposite. So I think there's something quite powerful about that. I, I find that, even the New Testament, most of the epistles are written to churches that were struggling. Mm. Yeah. Right? Like there are very few churches in the old Testament, sorry, in the in the New Testament where you kind of go, we should be more like them. Mm. You know, like most of the time you're like, Yeah, I don't know whether we want to be like the Corinthians much at all. <laughs> you know, like in many ways, you know, and, and so there's there's something really powerful about that. Mm. But I think it's also then encouraging us that, you know, um, and I think this is part of the the example in Mark's gospel. So many of the tantalizing stories of potential good soil are from unexpected sources. Mm. Um, you know, Gentile women and Gentile former demoniacs and Roman centurions and like just kind of random locations. And I think there's a real encouragement to go, you know what? I don't have to be this ideal character. Like I don't have to be the mm. disciple who's given up everything and followed Jesus for three years to necessarily be someone whose life is reflective of good soil. In fact, following Jesus for three years doesn't even guarantee. <laughs> Not at all. You know, like that. that <laughs> they this, are clueless till yeah, the end. No, yeah, they are. They are. Um, you know, and in the end, you could even argue that say Judas Iscariot, like his the soil goes from being the third type of the caught up in the weeds to the hard soil, mm. um, where the. The, even the faith in Jesus seems to just kind of disappear almost, you know? So, so there's something I think quite encouraging about, you know, just how you listen. And, and again, I think that's, that's found in the parable, right? Jesus just says, it's like, it's one of the key words in the parable, really. Like he opens with listen, mm. right? And then tells the story. And then to those of yours to hear, let them hear. And then when the disciples ask him about the parable, he talks about the importance of listening and hearing yeah. and then describes all four soils as this, the first soil are those who hear the word, right? But Satan snatches it away or those who hear the word and receive it with joy, those who hear the word. So there's something really important, not about um, being, shall we say, it's not about being good soil. It's about what are you going to do with the word that you've just heard, mm. right? It's almost as if your response to the word indicates the type of soil that your life reflects. Yeah. Right. And sometimes we, I think we kind of flip them around a little bit mm. and we kind of go, I got to have good soil and then, and then stuff and will then grow. I'll be ready. And, and then I'm ready to hear the word, mm. the word. It's like, no, just how do you respond to the word? And which is, I think why 
the soils can change, right? Because mm. you know, sometimes we're more, <laughs> we're better at listening than in other times. So, yeah. yeah so I think there, there is something in that, Jess, about just, hey, it's really relatable. And it's a reminder that you don't have to achieve some sort of standard or level or be a certain type of person in order to be someone who produces a harvest um, uh, in, in that sense. So, yeah, I think that's probably the, probably the bottom line, really. Yeah. Right on. Very nice. I like it. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. <laughs> In scripture. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Who would have thought? <laughs> Let's move on to question two. Well, Mark, on that, um, you know, at the end of uh, question one, you were just talking about how soil can change, and, and you kind of mentioned that quite fleetingly in mm. your message, um, which kind of talks about this whole idea of assessing and, and evaluating, you know, how am I hearing mm-hmm. the word? What am I doing with it? What kind of soil does that reflect in my life? What do we need to keep an eye on when checking the soil of our lives? Mm. I think, you know, um, whenever, I mean, the the uh, the danger not the danger the trick of those sorts of questions is that it's very easy to kind of go really big picture on it and mm. kind of go to the rest of scripture. Uh, what does the rest of scripture say about fruitfulness and harvest and you know all that kind of stuff? And while there's there's value in that, and that's certainly true, and kind of become a bit unattainable. It becomes though. really big really fast. And so I think e- even if we just consider it from the perspective of the parable in Mark, right? Mm. Like there's a there's a couple of things to be I think to to focus on. So the one at the one level you've got the 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 harvest in the fourth soil is obviously um, meant to be the opposite of the first three soils, right? Mm. So the first soil represents those who hear the word and just kind of go, "Yeah, I don't believe any of this." Mm. Like there's no faith in Jesus. There's no willingness to to take him at his word to you know, put his word to the test in the best possible way mm. uh, to reflect on scripture or on what he does and, you know, how that lines up. Like just no faith. Mm. So I think we, we want to be on the lookout for, you know, the, shall we say the strength of our faith or the, the robustness of our faith. Do we trust Jesus? And then second, you know, the second soil is marked by when things get hard or difficult, when there's opposition or persecution or whatever the case might be, and um, we shrivel up. And, mm. and go away. So how do we handle doubts and how do we handle, you know, the, uh, the temptations to, to be silent, to be quiet, to, uh, to withdraw, to just kind of go, oh, it's all too hard. I'm just going to kind of tap out in this situation. And then the third soil is the most, I think the most confronting in part because it's the most well-described, right? Mm. Um, you know, the deceitfulness of wealth, the desires for other things, and the worries of this world. And so I think, you know, that's a very individual thing, but to what degree are the worries of this world weighing us down, right? Because, you know, there's an appropriate level of, shall we say, worry. I think there's kind of a, you know, like a, there's a healthy level of anxiety and worry, you, mm. know, you know, like to kind of go, got some bills to pay or, you know, the kids are starting school, um, you know, going to school for the first time or starting breaking down in the middle of the road. Yeah. Breaking down, you know, where, where you just kind of go, okay, I need to address this. And so there's, I think there's a certain level where you can kind of go, okay, I'm going to be worried about this for, mm. the, for the moment. But, you know, at what point do those worries become crippling, all consuming, yeah. 
you know, um, overwhelming, really weighing on our hearts. Um, do we recognize the insidious nature of wealth and its constant kind of um, uh, attempt to seduce us yeah. into just find value in what you can buy and don't worry about everything else. You know, people will assume that if you can afford that house or afford that car, that you're a good person and right, rather than actually making the connections. So I think it's those sorts of, you know, kind of personal questions around that. So I think that's an important piece. Um, so I, I did find it really interesting that the fourth soil is never really um, explained, right? It's yeah. just kind of, it bears harvest. It bears fruit, yeah. And obviously the other three soils don't and mm. so I think that's those are the criteria that I think Jesus sets up, and then I think the but the the fourth, um, I guess criteria is is the question that we kind of or, or what we ended up with in question one like are we listening mm. and and um and responding to what Jesus says mm. right you know so to jump gospels for a moment you know Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount tells that parable those who listen to my words and put them into practice mm. are like people who build their houses on rocks, right? Yeah. They build those on a firm foundation. Mm. And so that seems to be a part of it. They hear my word and they do what it says. Uh, and so are we listening to the word of Jesus and are we doing what it says? Yeah. Like, are we loving our enemies and are we willing to turn the other cheek again, using Matthew's gospel, but you know, like, are we engaging with what Jesus has to say and going, okay, I'm going to take that seriously and apply it in my life. That's the evidence of soil that is bound to, right. Uh, to, to, to produce a harvest. Um, it's, I mean, it's also really interesting. I think that Jesus seems to identify that there's like three different levels of the harvest of faith, mm. right? It's not just, you know, the birds snatch that seed away and the rocks shrivel that seed away because they're shallow and the weeds choke those out, but you can have a harvest of 30, 60 and a hundred mm. fold. It's just like, so like, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, um, if, if, I'm, if I get the good soil, am I still being <laughs> judged on my harvest? <laughs> like if I only have 30, is that okay? Well, see, like, and, but again, he doesn't actually say that one is better than the other. Mm. The, the goal is to have the harvest, but there's a recognition that, you know, that there's varying degrees of that. You mm. know, and, and, uh, but they're all good. They're all good. Mm. Yeah, they're all good. You know, and I think, you know, the hundredfold, you know, reflects out of, it's a reflection out of um, Genesis where Isaac uh, reaps a harvest a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. Mm. And it's in the face of his enemies and those who mm. are opposed to him mm. and therefore the promises of God. And so there's this r remarkable kind of moment of God saying, no, you're on the right track. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, I think it's those sorts of things that we have to be on the lookout for in our mm. own lives. Like, are we like, are we hearing from Jesus? Are we like, are we, are we listening? Yeah. Are we bothering to listen? Yeah. And then what are we doing with what we're hearing? Mm. Uh, and does it lead to, you know, deeper faith in Jesus to a, an, a kind of a, a maturity and a resilience in our faith yeah. to go through yeah. difficult times? Uh, does it, does it help us discern the alluring voices around us mm. and say, no, I want to desire Jesus most. And I live in this world and I got to have a house and I got to have a car and mm. there are decisions that need to be made about those sorts of things, but I'm not going to allow those things to define me or, mm. you know, like, mm. and that's a tricky ever present dilemma. Right. Yeah. And I think again, you know, like, um, it's not helpful for us to think about the soils as being kind of hard and fast. 
right? Uh, they, they can change yeah. in our lives. And, you know, probably there's areas of our lives that might have better soil than mm. other areas, like if mm. you wanted to mm. really break it down. But I think the broadest level, I think those sorts of questions, you know, am I listening? And what am I doing with that? Yeah. That seems to be, that's the heart of the parable. Like, listen, mm. those of ears to hear, let them hear. Um, and even, you know, the, the parable itself, you know, Jesus's explanation for why he always spoke in parables, right? Always spoke in parables, we're told, until he starts teaching about his death. Yeah. Um, in which case he spoke plainly, we're told. In <laughs> um, but, the, but he kind of speaks about people who listen but never hear, mm. right? Those who, you know, by their lack of action, demonstrate the state of their lives, right? Uh, but that there's also space for the disciples to basically say, we don't get it. Mm. Like we've listened, I don't think we have ears to hear. Can you can you help? Can us? you explain yeah. it? Yeah. And Jesus, you know, he kind of says, "Oh, come on! If you can't understand this, you can't understand anything." But then he proceeds then to tell he them, explains it. Yeah. You yeah. know. Uh, and so there's, I think there's something about, and again, I think this is part of the reason why he speaks in parables because parables almost demand that you do some thinking about it, mm. right? Because most of the parables, I mean, they're simple stories, but you're like, well, what the heck does that have to do with? the kingdom of heaven. What does that have to do with mm-hmm. my life? What? What's that all about? And, you know, the one response to kind of go, it's just too hard. Well, that's a certain type of soil, right? Yeah. Um, or to go, oh, that's just stupid. Who teaches that kind of way? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, there's a sense that when we are engaging with and grappling with, even that is a demonstration of, of, a, of a life mm. that is good soil. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's in those sorts of spaces. So you know, it is that self-reflective question. And again, yeah. I think there's value in, just focusing on what kind of the gospel of Mark has to say. Mm. So, I mean, like, how do you, how, how regularly would you guys think that you'd need to like to do something like that? You know what I'm saying? Like there's mm. a, cause I think the regularity of that, you know, like you, you know, you go to the doctor once a year or whatever it is and have do a you? checkup <laughs> theoretically. You go to the doctor as much as you get your car service. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe that's a bad example. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like there's a regularity to it. Like, yeah. you know, theoretically. Your skin check is supposed to be yearly, Matt. Is it? Okay. Oh no. Wow. Here we go. Ignorance is bliss. No. <laughs> Absolutely oh, not. <laughs> so this hasn't worked at all how I thought it might. But you know, I there's something about it. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Jess. So when you do that, there's you kind of you're deliberately stopping and saying, yeah. What's the health of my skin? Mm-hmm. Like what's the state of my skin? And there's something valuable about you don't you kinda of, you don't worry about it too much. Mm. You don't think about it all that often. And when you do, you kinda of go, Oh, okay, I I'll get that checked in a month when I have my next checkup or whatever the case might be. And there's something about we don't want to kind of be, I think too introspective, you know, like every moment of every day checking our mm. lives and kind of going, yep. oh, has my soil changed? You know, but I, but I think there's some Change value. Yeah. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's something about, you know, that regularity that I think can be quite helpful for mm. us, but I don't know exactly. And that's probably quite individual as well about mm. how frequently that's done, mm. whether it's, you know, monthly, weekly, mm. whether it's a particular area of our lives. Um, yeah, I liked what you said about um, there can be, parts of the soil that are harder than others or I thought of a veggie patch mm. we're all just a little veggie patch maybe <laughs> you've got like a spot in the corner that doesn't get much sun that's really like good soil or whatever that you know whatever <laughs> thinking like oh okay yeah there's some things in my life that I'm like no god doesn't touch that that's my thing 
Mm. And other parts where I'm like, yeah, come on in, get involved. Mm. Yeah. 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 And I think that's quite, again, quite individual. I mean, yeah. there are certain areas of our lives where I think we would, we would all know if we took enough, if we took a little time to think that we'd kind of go, you know what, there are areas of my life that are prone mm. to gathering stones. Yeah. And there's just a, there's an inherent shallowness mm. in that area that mm. I really need to keep an eye on. And there are other areas where I know that, if the weeds are going to grow, they're going to grow there. Yeah. And if there's going to be some good soil, I know where it is. Like there's mm. some good soil in my life and it, I don't really have to pay too much attention to it. It just kind of ticks over pretty nicely. Yeah, and I think it's, it's those sorts of, you know, that kind of awareness that's pretty mm-hmm. valuable. Yeah. I think that's a good segue into question three. Hard-hitting question, Sunday night. Uh-huh. What's the state of your soil? Yes. <clears throat> Didn't appreciate it, but <laughs> <laughs> should appreciate it. And then you kind of said, what are some ways that we can, you know, keep ourselves with the good soil? So mm-hmm. the five Ps, which mm-hmm. are? Oh, wow. I'm not going to say <laughs> You're them. You're not going to remember. They're you taken are. from Andy Stanley. I uh, can't remember the name of his church, but uh, it's in Atlanta. Uh, and so they've ta- they talk about five things that God helps God uses to help grow our faith, mm-hmm. which are private disciplines, mm-hmm. practical teaching, personal service, providential relationships, and pivotal circumstances. Great. Love all of those things. There you go. The question is, though, how do we spur <laughs> each other on collectively when following the one can so easily become a private practice? Yeah. I think, you know, we, we talk here at, at Gaimia a little bit about how often our disciple, our approach to discipleship has been as a leadership has kind of been DIY, mm. right? We just kind of assume that you're getting on with it and we'll keep doing our thing. And, you know, we'll all just assume that stuff's happening. Yeah. And, and I, and I'm really looking forward to that changing as we kind of continue to mm. move forward, particularly in our strategic directions to be a little bit more accountable and upfront, yeah. uh, a little less, um, a little more transparent about that kind of thing, because I think that's ultimately what happens. We just sort of make a whole bunch of assumptions, which then, you know, we've talked about this before. We end up laboring under those assumptions that we feel other people make about us, mm-hmm. right? That everyone's got it all together. I just have to pretend that I've got it all together yeah. because I'm pretty sure everyone else has it all together. And we never have any sort of conversations to find out if that's actually true or not. Mm. We just kind of assume it. And that can be really damaging yeah you know really tricky to navigate at the very least and so i think that one of the things that we have to we have to find ways to do in relationship to that collectivity stuff is Mm. to just bring matters of faith to the surface a little bit Mm. um to make them a little bit less see-through and make them more visible you know i think that you have those five p's you know, again, Andy Stanley, when he reflects on like their church, he's like, we can, there are certain things that we can do to help people in those five P's. Mm. He said, we can provide practical teaching. We can provide opportunities for personal service. We can provide some encouragement in personal and private disciplines. Mm. He said, but the other two are a little bit harder. We can mm. provide some teaching on how to handle like those hard, those pivotal circumstances. Yeah. And we can try to encourage and cultivate relationships, but we can't we can't make it like I can't give you a providential relationship. I yeah. can just kind of try to make it easy to kind of fit in here and meet some people. And hopefully God's involved in that. Mm. But I think of those five, I think that there's, it's those providential relationships that I think are, are most obviously collective. Mm. Um, and I think that there's opportunity for us to 
maybe not make those relationships, those providential ones, but to kind of take them one step further. further. And, and I think I might use it as not deeper, but closer to the surface. Mm. Right. Um, and you, know, cause I think the, the providential relationships are those, you know, we tend not to have too many of them, but those three or four people in our lives, like a youth leader or a mentor or a close friend who, who just, your relationship is almost primarily about mm. faith and, you know, like they really, you know, they were a friend and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we don't tend to have heaps of those. If like, You know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you talk back about the people who have helped you grow, you know, the tier one, right? The, mm. the ones you're like, yeah, it's these three or four people, man. They just had a huge impact on my life. They get the testimony shout out. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, that's nice. right. Yeah. Nice. That's a good way to think about it. And then you've got kind of tier two, which is lots of people who have contributed in yep. sometimes in significant ways and sometimes in small ways, sometimes once, sometimes multiple times, but not the same level of impact, but they're still really important yep. to our lives. And I think we need to almost develop and cultivate more of those tier two relationships. Mm. Cause it feels to me a little bit like we tend to have a bunch of, well, not a bunch, but we have a few tier ones and then we just have a whole bunch of friends who are also Christians. Mm. Yeah. But with whom we tend not to have many conversations of faith, mm. right? Our friendship is based on the fact that we have a shared faith it makes it easy for us to have some conversations about, you know, ethical issues or stuff mm. that's going on. But do we really take advantage of the fact that you follow Jesus and I follow Jesus? Let, let's, let's do something a little bit more with that. Yeah. You know, and not try to make it a tier one providential yeah. relationship yeah, where yeah. now you're going to become my mentor and yep. we're going to talk about Jesus stuff every single do time. we skin and checks together. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so you just really work in the metaphors. Yeah. Um, but where there's some sort of a, uh, an intentionality yeah. about saying, let's actually, mm, I love that. let's just make this a little bit more tier, tier two. And do you know what? Like, I think when we, when we see that happening, whether in our lives or, or the lives of those around us, like it, it stands out. Yeah. Um, it's it's not subtle. It's actually, um, I, you know, a little bit of a shout out. But like, I, I see, I actually see that happening quite naturally um, with a lot of our young adults in our PM mm. service. Yeah. Like, the, you know, catching up with them on a Sunday over dinner and and hearing about the conversations that they're having with one another yep. about faith. I'm yep. just like, man, you guys are actually, yep. you guys are doing this yeah, together. Oh my yep. days! Like, yep. you know, it mm. just. And and you notice it, yeah. Because it, it all of a sudden, and and again, like what that does is it, it normalizes mm-hmm. um, the conversations of just daily faith, yep. Um, in into your everyday, yep. Yep. They just talk about it so casually. Yep. Oh yeah, I was just we were just talking about the implications of this or yep. what it looks like to do yep. that or how how it can be challenging to act in this way, mm-hmm. and that, that like it's not these huge philosophical, theological debates. They're just like, yeah, we're just shooting the breeze, just having a coffee. Yeah, and what that allows as well is it allows allows you to talk about, shall I say, successes in faith without Mm. feeling like you're bragging or building up a false narrative. Yeah. Right? But probably also failures without the crippling yes. anxiety. Yes, it, it allows a little bit of both, mm. right? Which, of course, is what cultivates the opportunity for accountability mm. to grow, mm. right? Because if we're talking about those casual, small, you know, I was reading in scripture this, you know, I opened my Bible this morning and, 
you know, and that can, you don't want that to feel like a humble brag. Yeah. But if it becomes normalized, then yeah, we should be talking about, you know, I was really struck by what I read today or, mm. you know, I was, um, you know, have you listened to this worship song? I was just really amazed by the lyrics within it. Like it's just simple little things, whatever they might be, mm. you know, the opportunity to say my car broke down and like, I really felt that God provided for me mm. in a really simple way but practical um, but a very practical <laughs> way that's right you know and just kind of recognizing again that you know god's providential care like mm, those sorts mm, of opportunities mm. do allow us to talk about the good and the bad and that creates opportunity and space for greater accountability yeah without making it a condition yeah of sharing right yeah um so i think that there's great value in some of that um and i think that it i think as you as you get older i think it becomes Sometimes I think a little bit harder to be the intentional in those spaces. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I think it really does. So I think there's a, I think that's one of the best things that we could probably do. Mm. Cultivate those relationships that we have with people who are Christians, but with whom we don't really talk much about Christian things. Mm. We might talk about church, right? Yeah. What'd you think of the service? What'd you think of the sermon? You know, did you read that? Have you done this? Whatever mm. this mm. The case might be, but which is fine, yeah. But are we talking about matters of faith? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that becomes important. So, you know, life groups are a way that we can begin to do that, obviously. Absolutely. But I think there are often for well, for most of us, we've got Christian friends. Mm. In fact, most of the time we have lots of Christian friends. Mm. Are we actually making those friendships Christian? Yeah. <laughs> In that sense, yeah. you know, where yeah, again, not where we're yeah, you know, maybe we have to be quite deliberate and say, hey, can we talk about? faith mm. you know and it doesn't have to be heavy but can we just make sure that when we catch up that we ask about something like yeah. we just what are you learning yeah. have you yeah. learned have you heard anything from jesus like something that we can just without inducing guilt or shame yeah all that yeah. kind of stuff so we have to be kind of careful in how we do that but intentionality needs we need to kind of push through that but that's why it needs to be those tier two relationships yeah 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 yeah, yeah. You start doing which, which i've just made up that's not an andy no, stanley no. thing as no, well no. so but you know if, if we start doing yeah. that with acquaintances <laughs> then you know yes we probably are going to get a sense of shame and guilt sure. and anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. if like it's just it's yep it's those already mm. present people in your life who you already have trust yep. and vulnerability with yeah and yep. it's just it's utilizing that f for both of your faith. I think in one of the things that, you know, as I said at the start of the message yesterday, part of the uh, emphasis on being on purpose is related to how time poor we are. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm quite committed to in the strategic directions for us as a church and the mm -hmm. things that we do is that we do find, shall we say, everyday solutions. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you currently doing mm -hmm. anyways that could be, shall we say, turned to the mission of God. Yeah. And I think this is, we got, got friends who are Christians, make sure that there's a component of that relationship that's just a little bit closer to the surface, where the faith yeah. is a little bit closer to the surface. Yeah. Uh, and that becomes something that we don't have to add a new friendship to, we don't have to add a new meeting to, we don't have mm. to do anything different to, we just, a little bit more intentional bringing it to the surface. And I think that would be quite releasing because it's not something else to do. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully it's relatively natural. Mm. So, yeah. That's good. Well, thanks so much, Mark, as always. Brings the gold. Brings the right, gold. Well, brings you know, the fruit. Brings the fruit. Wow. That's <laughs> just throwing the harvest. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, yeah. So, um, I guess that's that. <laughs> wow. Speaking of transitions, eh? That's right. All right. Well, All right, well, we'll see you next week. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, 
Oh, well, that was embarrassing. <laughs> you just tried to jump on the metaphor. Just, yeah, thing. I mean, you were just you just really excelled um, with the metaphors today, and I was just feeling like Rayna gave you a compliment about it. Yeah. I felt like he, he you just really, wanted to jump on. I just needed and some we just love. Shut that right down. Yeah, wow, well, um, embarrassing. But let's move on. Uh, what stood out for you in all of that, Jess? Mm, loved loved all of the chats. What did stand out for me? I liked the relatability of the Bible characters. Always Delightful. Helpful. I liked. Mentioning those big Old Testament guys who royally stuffed up but also had moments of really mm. amazing faith mm. that it's, it doesn't have to be a constant thing. Mm. Like we have moments where we stuff up but mm. God still uses us yeah. and, you know, we're still his people and mm. I really liked that. And then the, the tier two friends. Ah, uh, the tier twos. I like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> being a tier one, there's pressure. Yeah, and it's a – That and it's, is important. And it's a, it's a very – um. Oh, like there's a there's a very specific dynamic yeah. for those. Um, oh gosh, what are they? Providential relationships. Mm-hmm, now that, yeah. See, I listen. Um, like that. Yeah, there's a very um, specific dynamic in yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, those tier <laughs> tier twos. We need to get a better name. Like it just <laughs> it, it just makes these people sound so secondary in our lives. But they're I feel not. like it's she's the man, like the second stringers. That's what. <laughs> 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 to bring in a sports analogy, yeah, well, that's not Mark a would be so movie. proud like, of. <laughs> Second string. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, no, because I think that was the thing. That was the thing for me that really stood out. Because I've mm. had moments, and I've had those those friendships where um, where those kinds of conversations have been normalized and do come quite yeah. naturally. And I also, like I said, you know, I see them in in you know in groups of people within our faith community and i see how powerful that is and yeah. i've experienced how powerful that is um and yeah like i mean we we come back to this a lot like mm. that to be a community of faith is to is to have intentionality is to have vulnerabilities mm. to be willing to kind of have those conversations and and yeah it might feel a little bit clumsy or awkward or maybe even you know anxiety inducing and and shameful and and guilt ridden in the beginning, but I think as we kind of continue to to practice, it does become normal and then becomes impactful and mm. kind of profound. And yeah, yeah we I need just to, want to see it more. We need to be the change we want to see Ooh, in this world. You yeah, know? we do. We do. Yeah. We do. All right, fine. Okay. <laughs> I guess we'll start talking about stuff. <laughs> um, no, yeah, but yeah. So I think for me, that's yep. that's what I'd love to see happen because it. it and fa- like you said, you can already kind of you can see it in our young adults. Oh, bless them. Yeah, it's a good time. Oh, yeah. And because I'm just a needy individual, I'm like, hey guys, do you want to talk? <laughs> can I can I get in on these chats? Because <laughs> that's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, my dear friend, delightful, delightful as always. I won't be here next week. <gasps> Sorry, I've just broken that news what to is, you yeah, live on air. <laughs> live on, oh my gosh. I'm away. <gasps> I'm sitting by the ocean chasing after my baby on the sand at Jervis Bay. I just don't know what sorry to do with that. this information. Sorry, sorry, so, sorry. Okay, Not sorry. That's fine. Well, I'll be preaching next week and you just won't, <gasps> oh, be, able to, um, won't oh. be able to reflect on what I say. I was going to say profound, yeah. but I was just like, oh, don't want to set the bar too high. There'll just be words that are said. <laughs> Things Take or said. leave them. The spirit might work. Hopefully it does. <laughs> I really need it to. Um, so, well, okay. All well, right, I guess I'll you see you in a fortnight. Thanks Bye. so much for that. See you later. If you want to be a part of the conversation, head to slido.com, a live forum where you can submit your own questions or upvote someone else's. 
Then listen out in new episodes for the answer. Check our show notes for the Slido code. Today's episode was in response to the sermon preached at Gaimi Baptist Church during our Sunday services this past weekend. You can listen to that message again through our regular GBC Sermons podcast. You can also listen to the We Are The Church podcast, where we hear the stories of faith from those within our GBC community. You can find both of those podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks for joining us for this week's Big Three and our deep dive into God's invitation for us all. Remember, there's no thought too small, no question too big. Thank you.